If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Diva Talk Radio Studio D, an insider's view of diabetes news and information beyond the headlines. Here's your host, Mr. Diva Bettis. Welcome back to Diva Talk Radio. In this segment, I'm thrilled to welcome Sam Talbot. Hi, Sam. Hey, Max. How are you? Hi. I wanted to tell my listeners that you're the executive chef at the Surf Lodge in Montauk, as well as at the Mondrian Soho in New York City. That's right. The name of the restaurant uh, is called Imperial Number no. 9. We just opened about two months ago. But perhaps you're best known for being on Bravo's Tap Chef's TV series. <laughs> and uh, you're that's living with was. type 1, and I love your delicious motto, it's cook nice. I think that's amazing. So I our, appreciate our that. Thank you. love that. Um, you know, what I think is interesting is that you're a person living with type 1, Sam, who's committed to helping teach uh, families who are affected by diabetes to cook healthy so they can prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. So I wanted to ask you about your work in that area. Sure. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stigma. There's a lot of um, folklore out there that, you know, um, living with diabetes, that ultimately you could end up with nerve damage or, you know, losing vision or, uh, you know, all those sort of horror stories that come along with um, that you hear with being a, a diabetic, whether it be type 1 or type two. Um, so with that being said, I'm just trying to put that to rest as far as, you know, raising awareness about eating fresh and trying to, you know, obviously cook nice, um, but, you know, taking into consideration about, um, you know, using less refined sugars, using um, natural sweeteners such as trivia or um, in replace of, you know, refined sugars or agave and things like that. And it's just about, you know, I have a really great platform, um, Obviously, with the new with the newly opened restaurant in the city, so it's a great platform just to be able to have and speak and help raise awareness about it. So, going back when you were first diagnosed, were they talking to you at all about healthy eating, or were you? Uh, how was that conversation? Because you've been living with type one for our listeners for at least uh, what fifteen years now. Uh, well, I'm 33 now. Mm-hmm. And I was diagnosed when I was 11. So okay, pretty good. So- yeah. Was healthy eating even an issue back then, or how was – I'm just curious, like, how you got involved with that? Well, you know, I think it just came natural. I mean, I, you know, um, my parents raised me in a very healthy household. We didn't have a lot of soda or, you know, pop. Um, we didn't eat a lot of um, – you know, we didn't have to eat, like, sugary breakfast cereals or anything like that. We always had, like, Cheerios or something, you know. Um, and so I just – it just kind of came natural. Um, it was just a natural progression. Um I feel like you know any kid growing up and they're that young. There's you go over to a friend's house and of course you're excited when you see their candy or chip drawer when you come from a house with nothing. But um, you know when, when that's just kind of that stuff didn't exist in my house. But uh, yeah, you know I mean it was just a natural progression from cooking. I started cooking at a young age with Dean and DeLuca and um, 
It, and we love Dean DeLuca, and they have a tons of like sweet pastries and things like that. So, I, I mean, that's a great restaurant in New York City. Yeah, well, I actually started the one in Charlotte, North Carolina. <clears throat> and then you moved up to New York about how long ago? I moved to New York when I was 23, so about 10 years ago. And then you also mentioned in some of the bios I read that having the diagnosis of diabetes actually helped kind of further your interest in finding out about more sustainable foods and getting much more involved into the food culture outside of cooking. Is that correct? A hundred percent. I mean, you know, when dealing with diabetes and, you know, obviously everything that goes, well, as not just dealing with diabetes, but, you know, any any human um Everything that goes in your mouth counts, right? So, and I have to pay, you know, I have to be a little bit more calculated, um, a little bit more methodical with what goes into mine as a diabetic. So, with that being said, my, you know, my constant research and um, dedication is to just keep finding the best product, whether it be, you know, the freshest produce with the cool, with the, you know, a little um, hippie family in upstate New York growing mm-hmm. the, the most killer tomatoes that anyone's ever seen, or, you know, a local, fish, a local fisherman in Montauk just getting like, great sustainable local clams every day. You know what I mean? Um and yeah, that and to I mean, me is do just, you do you run across a lot of other people living with diabetes in the same field or no? I'm just curious because I haven't seen that many people living with diabetes who really work in the food industry. I mean there's definitely there's there's diabetic chefs. I know a few. Um I mean mm-hmm. it's not I you know, I know two <laughs> to be honest. So Okay. Um you know, I know a lot of chefs but there are like, actually I think on one's diabetic and um one has a diabetic child. So, you know, I don't come across it every day, but I think that the people that come across me and what I'm trying to do, I think they're into it. Um, because at the end of the day, we're, you know, trying to be as eco-responsible as, as uh, possible. We're trying to just use really great product um, and keeping it, you know, a little bit um, just more in over our wellness conscious, you know, so you're not, um, you can eat, you know, when you come to the restaurant, it's about, um, you know, it's about sharing a lot of food and trying different product and, just eating throughout the day, you know, you, you try different things and you don't want to eat food that's heavy in carbs and food that spikes your glycemic index through the roof. So it's just about, you know, being a little bit more calculated and trying to eat farm fresh and as healthy as possible. I love that. I mean, it sounds like you have a game plan, and, you know, we have a popular game called Diabetes Numerology. We play on the radio to test people's blood sugar IQ. My team right. thinks, Sam, that your real-life situation of being a contestant on Top Chef and perhaps experience a blood sugar low, like, say, 57, would make for a great puzzle. So I'd, I'd like to ask you, did that ever happen to you on the show where you had a low blood sugar? Yeah, a few times I can remember filming it and my sugar um, being low. You know, I always travel prepared. I, um, so what? how did you handle that? How did, what's your advice you could give our listeners? I'd love to know that. Yeah, so basically what I mean, um, I carry glucose pills or a few bottles of um, – Juice or peanut butter crackers wherever I go. Okay. Um, you know, I just have a backpack, and and actually, there's I have a book coming out called The Sweet Life, October 24th. You know, no, November is Diabetes Awareness Month. Right. So my book comes out, and it's a it's a book dedicated um, to a diabetic lifestyle. It's called The Sweet Life. It's about 75% cooking and recipes. Um, a lot of the recipes actually use natural sweeteners, such as trivia. Um, and then there's also like a 25% lifestyle, and it's how to sort of polycircumnavigate you know, the globe and from being diagnosed at age 11 to being 33 with type 1 diabetes and traveling and um, with low blood sugars all over the world. So, um, but when it happened on Top Chef, yeah, I would just run to um, and, you know, grab a bottle of juice and pop some glucose tablets. But all the, the whole staff knew and everybody was well aware. So I love that, that you were raising your voice and educating everyone around you that you might have a low or did you experience a high as well? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, highs are a little bit more, for me at least, they're a little bit easier to deal with. You know, you can just, it's kind of a waiting game. You take your insulin and, and you just wait it out. When, you know, when you're dealing with a low blood sugar, that's, you know, timing is of the essence, right? Um, you have to act fast. You don't have a lot of time and your thoughts get a little discombobulated. So I'm always prepared, like I said, with um, some, you know, some sort of snack or peanut butter cracker or, or juice always at all were times. You, were you thinking that was an adrenaline rush, the stress, or just the long filming? All of the above. Or all of the above that were affecting you? Lack of sleep, high stress, um, obviously not the same eating routine. You know, at, living with diabetes, you have to be, like I said, a little bit more methodical, um, you know, a little bit more routine in your regimen. And when you're on a reality cooking show where stress is, you know, one of the appealing factors, um, high stress, cooking in the kitchen, it makes for great TV. So, yeah, all those things took into consideration, you know, lack of sleep, lack of diet, exercise, um, adrenaline, all of it. And But the truth is, for our listeners, that you have a game plan, you carry something with you, you're a bit of a rock and roller, so even cool people, people, if you're listening, are prepared for highs and lows, according to Sam Talbot. Now, Sam, you're on your feet all the day as a chef, too, so what kind of shoes are you wearing? Because I know in the kitchen, some people uh, might be thinking about being barefoot. We know we, we want to urge people not to do that, so we'd love to know from you, what kind of shoes do you wear in the kitchen? I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? What kind I'm of sorry. shoes do you wear in the kitchen? Because your you're on your feet all day, and yeah. you know people with di people living with diabetes love to cook too. So I'm just wondering if you have any advice on that. Yeah, so I wear native uh, native shoes. They're um, they're just they're like you know um, slip resistant. They're they come in great colors. I wear purple ones. Um, I'm trying to make you know the color purple as an awareness through diabetes, and so yeah, that's where I wear native shoes. They're um, just a great kitchen shoe, and then you know. Well, work outside as well too. And I don't know, blueberries aren't purple; they're kind of more blue. But our divas, <laughs> summer is coming. Divas love their cocktails. I heard you've got some great sugar-free cocktail recipes. Yeah, that's right. With, with Trivia, I um, came up with this recipe. You know, everybody loves a good mojito, um, but obviously, uh, as diabetics, you can't drink a mojito because it's tons and tons of refined, refined sugar. So, um, out of the Surf Lodge, I took. You know, I've been working hand in hand with Trivia, um, huge supporter of the product, and sort of what it meant in my life over the past two years to be able to, you know, have the foods that I desire, but not having any sort of um, spike in my glycemic index, which is awesome. Um, so I use it all the time. But what I what I did was to take fresh, basically fresh blueberries, muddle them with the trivia, um, add a little bit of, you know, alcohol, rum, some club soda, and muddle it with fresh ice and lime juice, and it's amazing. Does the trivia um, dissolve easily into regular water, or do you have to boil yeah. it? Uh, well, you can you can do it anyway. You could basically you could make a trivia simple syrup and uh -huh. then use the yeah. So it dissolves in the water like you would make a simple syrup with regular sugar. It takes on the same. You know, it totally disappears. Is that recipe going to be in your new cookbook too? I mean, your book, The so Sweet Life. You can actually get that recipe right now online at www.trivia.com um, under I think I have a section called Savories and Sweet, and it's under the. Well, I'm going to ask you to send us one of your recipes from the new book, and we'll share it with all our Diva listeners, because not Great. only are you fun to talk to, you're fun to look at. I'm sure the, the book is going to have lots of photos, right? <laughs> Tons, exactly. Well, Sam, I'd like to thank you for stopping by and being on Diva Talk Radio today. We hope you'll come back soon for another visit. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Max. Have a good day. All right. Diva Talk Radio Studio D is produced by the national nonprofit Diva Betic. 
providing wellness with a world for people living with them affected by diabetes. Outreach, yours truly, Mr. Diva Bedic, and more this month on Diva Talk Radio. Are you ready? 